What is up? It is me, George G. We've got another awesome episode of the Aligned Money Show coming your way featuring Wendy Wright. Wendy is the CEO of Financial Therapy Solutions. She is a financial therapist. We had a great conversation that started off with two truths and a lie, and we got into all the different big feelings that we have around money from shame and resentment and blame and grief and how to move from feeling out of control and powerless to finding a little bit more agency when it comes to our finances. We talked about how money is not the problem, though so often it feels like it is. And how do we how do we have conversations both with ourselves, but then also with uh, with loved ones and get on the same page and move forward to a brighter and better financial future? I think you're going to love it. Let's go. Wendy, to get us started, give me two truths and a lie, please. Ooh, already jumping right into the fun. Okay. Yes. Um, all right. Let's see. I... Love snow, even when people make fun of me for it. I grew up behind Elvis's house and could ride my bike to his house. And, and I have been in a helicopter. Okay, excellent. Those are those are solid. Well, I know that you live in Colorado, so I hope that you love snow. You just told me a minute ago that you grew up in Memphis, so I could see that one. So I'm going to guess that the lie is that uh, the helicopter. Yes, that was a little too easy, but yes, it is. But the truth is, I really want a helicopter because okay. traffic to the ski resorts, it's a problem. And I just think if I have my own helicopter, I can get there when I want to, right? I think this is a good plan. I think it's. I think it's. A, well, it's a great <laughs> idea. How 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 yes. has has the plan been thought about, and are you executing on it? Um, I've journaled <laughs> about it. So there we go. Okay. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. We're we're going to bring that into reality. I love it. Okay. Uh-huh. So you grew up behind Elvis's house. What was that mm-hmm. like? Do you, do you ride your bike over there? You're like, oh look, it's 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 Graceland. Yeah. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I lived in the neighborhood right behind it, and you know, back then we rode our bike all the way to the library, and we rode our bike around to the Seven Eleven and everywhere. And um, it, you know, Graceland is not really that big, so it's um, it had a bit it has a big yard. And one time, a friend of mine, we were riding our bike around, and we decided we wanted to see his horses, and so uh, we at, we knocked on the person's door who's backyard shared a fence with him and for some reason they were nice enough they pulled a ladder out and we climbed up and looked over the fence and got to see Elvis's horses and that was a pretty big deal I for a I was probably like 10 years old at the time I think that that's awesome mm-hmm. it just kind of made me sad though because uh that was my experience growing up was riding my bike all over the place you know is yeah. freedom and I was just thinking yeah. my wife's probably not going to let my kids ride their bike everywhere so they'll, they'll well, I'll have to wait till she different. goes out of town, and then I'll just say, "Go, go, go, ride your oh, bike." Oh, yeah, that's the plan. Okay, uh, but you did record card. yourself saying that, mm-hmm. so yeah, you're busted. <laughs> totally. <Yes>. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway. All right, awesome. So Elvis and horses and snow and a plan for a helicopter to 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 yes. to, to get to the ski slopes faster. Okay. Aside from that, what have you been thinking yes. about? What's uh, top of mind for you? Hmm. Well, top of mind for me usually has something to do with money. 
Um, I, as a financial therapist, I think about money a lot, but also as a, um, we could say, quote unquote, money nerd. I also think about money a lot. I enjoy, like right now I'm messing around with different platforms um, because my clients, I still haven't found like the perfect secret sauce of the platform that helps track in a financially therapeutic way and forecast. So this is very, very important um, for people with money. And so I think about it a lot. I, I like to look at new things and run numbers in different ways and see what helps people. Um, and in session, um, one of the things that I like to do the most is get to know the person and their learning style and help them create a system that matches their learning style. So that means sometimes we like colors and sometimes we don't. All right. Well, I think that that's cool. So a system that matches their learning style. So how do you know what their learning mm -hmm. style is? Well, fortunately, at this point, it's easy enough to ask a lot of people because it's been in the sort of the ether for years now. And so there um, and I have um, even just my two kids have a very different learning style. And so I was able to to see that and visualize that for them. And um, and so when it comes to one of the common things that comes up with money is a belief that being good with money equals being good with spreadsheets. And that is not a truth. And mm -hmm. that, you know, when we look at mindset, I define mindset as a belief that may or may not be a truth. And so when people come in and they're like, oh, or I've tried all the budgeting apps, you know, that doesn't, you're not, you're not good or bad with money if you're can't quite you know, figure out the budgeting app, things like that. Sometimes they need, um, sometimes I bring them down to four categories and that's it. Sometimes they need um, 50 categories, depending on what they're, so I get them to ask, what do they want to know from their numbers instead of most people, um, and tell me if this, if this connects for you um, and your, your audience, uh, most people will go to log into their numbers expecting like they're going to the principal's office, like, oh, how bad am I? What is this going to tell me? How stupid am I? You know, and the negative self-talk starts. So we want to, in financial, in my financial therapy approach, we begin to change that. And um, we start with the question of what do you want to know from your numbers today? It's a big shift. That is a big shift. What do you want? What do you want your numbers to, to do for you? And maybe how do you want to feel about them? Can you talk about that? Oh. For sure. Yes. And there's feelings with every number. So in the financial therapy approach, we are, we don't go fast. So it can be frustrating, but I try to normalize that for people. It takes time because we might work through a net worth statement, for instance, and net worth, I'll even further define that is essentially what you own minus what you owe. So we're just looking at that. And sometimes when people get confused about mm, what do I include on this, then I'll say, well, let's pretend you're moving to the moon and you can't take anything but you and maybe your journal because I would want to take my journal. So that gives them a better idea of what their assets are and what they have, because sometimes they just don't think like, it depends on the person, but sometimes they just don't think that their stuff is worth anything or they're so ashamed of their debt that they feel like they can't even sort of own what they own. So we start with that. But then as we're doing their net worth, maybe we start out with what is their retirement account balance? What is their actual income? Um, and 
those two numbers right then and there, we can spend a whole session um, or maybe a couple of sessions talking about the thoughts and feelings. Because the thought is maybe um, I thought I would have more. Um, the feeling might be shame or anger or sadness. Um, and each one of those gets paid attention to in a therapy session. So we want to see those feelings. We want to look back for context. So maybe they're resentful that um, their parents didn't teach them to start a retirement fund when they were 11. Okay. And then maybe we work through the grief of that and help them move past because sometimes they get stuck on the blame of like, my parents should have told me more and okay, maybe it would have been great if they did. And also how do we move forward? So we money has that past, present and future all the time element. So we want to, we want to honor and look at the past, present and future at the same time. Well, I certainly appreciate all of that. And there's so much there. Is my debt something that I own? Mm. Is my debt something that I own? It's certainly well, part of my part of my bet my my balance sheet. Mm -hmm. But we talk about talk about mm -hmm. going to the moon. You can bring my journal. This microphone is mine. Right. This stuff's mine. Is the debt mm -hmm. mine, or is that just something that I need to get rid of? Well, it's a question to add, um, that might be answered in different ways. For instance. Um, if, if there's a lot of shame about the debt or maybe the source of the debt, maybe it feels like it happened to them. So coming into, you know, kind of quote unquote, owning it, maybe getting actually into the acceptance phase of the grief process, but maybe they haven't grieved it and they've just sat down with being mad and so-and-so shouldn't have let me borrow that money or, or visa shouldn't have sent me a credit limit or whatever it is. So we want to look at that so that you can come into um, ownership of it in the sense that then you have agency to decide what you want to do with it. And also, then you can maybe release some of the, um, maybe you've got a lot of intrusive, repetitive thoughts around it. So good question. Visa shouldn't have sent that to me. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I oh, know, no. right? <laughs> that, that, mm -hmm. That's like nails on a chalkboard for me. Um, yeah, just because that's just the way that I'm wired, but I recognize that I am, I'm that, that we're all different and that some people mm -hmm. do currently not have agency. Mm -hmm. mm. They feel like they don't. Yeah. They feel like they don't, but they do. They just haven't come around to that. They don't realize it. Mm -hmm. They're not owning their agency. Probably. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it 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 all depends. That's why we ask the questions. Mm -hmm. Exactly. With that, um, you know, the first principle of financial therapy, according to my 10 principles, is abundant, compassionate curiosity and zero judgment. So, yes, we want to look at it, whatever it is, and then sort of neutralize it so that we can decide the relationship you want it to have in the future. No judgment, no judgment by you to them and also no mm -hmm. judgment for them on themselves. Exactly. And that's the hard one. Mm -hmm. Is it? I think I would be, I would have a hard time not judging somebody if they told me it's Visa's fault for mm -hmm. sending me a credit card. I, I'd want to strangle mm -hmm. them. 
<laughs> probably why I'm not a financial therapist, Wendy. Well, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, by nature, whether it be, you know, temperament or training or whatever, it's very, very easy and natural for me to abandon judgment and look at it with compassionate curiosity. Um, now, Sometimes that that gets me in trouble. Like if we're if I'm watching a movie and the something's happening and I'm like, oh, that's so. And then my kids are like, mom, you can't have compassion for everybody. This is a movie, you know. So that's clearly a bad person. <laughs> exactly. They're like, no, that's the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, but so, but yes, when it comes to, um, gosh, if you wanted to name like what is one major thing that financial therapy does to change your relationship to money is it introduces a, a whole holding space. Sorry. I, I didn't say hold space. I said a holding space, a holding space for non-judgment. And that is usually um, a, a big game changer. And a very, very healthy thing. I'm certainly mm -hmm. just sort of tongue in cheek in saying that I, I'm, I'm a judgmental sure. person, but, and this is something I imagine um, would be a really valuable thing to help people to be able to have a non-judgmental conversation and relationship with loved mm -hmm. ones regarding mm -hmm. financial difficulties and working mm -hmm. through stuff together. Yes. It really helps to approach those conversations without judgment. And it is also one of the hardest things to do, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. so we've certainly both arrived at this point. And if we're talking about spouses or mm -hmm. even parents mm -hmm. and their children, could be adult children, aging parents or vice versa mm -hmm. or whatever, yeah. uh, everybody's got their own experiences and their own baggage and feelings, be they good or bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they really do. And um, and yet they also have a often a like a, a, a deep desire to have a money conversation without conflict. I have a you know, a lot of my clients are just that's one of the main reasons they might start some therapy sessions is I want to be able to communicate about this. And by conflict, I mean external and internal, because sometimes the avoidance of conflict is an internal conflict. Like, you know, the, the internal dialogue is don't say that, don't say that. They'll 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 get their feelings hurt. You don't know what you're talking about, you know, whatever that is. So we want to decrease that and we want to decrease external conflict, which often comes from um gosh. You knew at some point I was going to say, take a breath. It often comes from not taking a breath, you know, really looking at um, active listening in a money conversation, I think is one of the hardest skills to learn because we have a lot of fear around money. We often have a lot of ca um, catastrophic thinking of, oh no, this is it. This is the thing that's going to destroy me financially, um, things like that. And it's really hard to stay still, take a breath, listen to what your partner's saying, or your um, aging parent, your child, all the, you know, even your conversation with yourself. Yeah. It's so uh, it's 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 everything you described. So it's emotionally mm -hmm. charged. There's there's fear, resentment, anger, all 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 the big feelings mm -hmm. are, are are right there. And we desire to move. We desire to be able to have these kinds of conversations and probably mm -hmm. because we hope and want a better tomorrow or better future mm -hmm. with money. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we really do. And we want it to feel um, 
good, uh, you know, not to oversimplify it, but I think most people would say, yeah, they, they would like their money to feel good and stress-free, right? And that as long as you think money is the problem, it's hard to get to a place where you can get um, relief from that stress and feel good about it. Because the way I frame it up is I look at it as a decision-making issue. Then we can come into what is impacting your decisions, what is impacting your thoughts and feelings, things like that. And it's just showing up in the money arena. Money is not the problem. Mm -hmm. You're giving money way too much credit and control. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Often that is the case. Yes. Yeah. It's just, it's just money. It's not good or bad. It's just, just sitting there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But even for you to say that, I want to check in with the listeners and just see, because some of them really had some feelings when you said that some of them either got weepy or got mad or wanted to change the channel. Cause they're just like, no money is the problem. Money has to be the problem. Right? So it's really helpful to notice like when, when you hear some phrases and then check in with your body, take that deep breath. I know it's so annoying for me to say that, but it really does make a difference, especially, you know, thinking about this word alignment that you're working with so much here, like it's taking that deep breath. It helps you move out of chaos into, okay, what is important here? What is the outcome I want from this conversation or this mo money moment or whatever? Like that is where you settle into that grounded alignment. Yeah. I I love uh you were talking about we we're talking about blame and grief and resentment and agency and and all these things. Mm -hmm. Is hmm. Is success with money that's defined by everybody? You have you 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 get to choose what that what that looks like. Yeah, but not a lot of people know that they can get to choose it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so when you look at um, often that leads to sort of a comparison disease, comparisonitis, or whatever you want to call it, like where you're just looking. Um, but often I'll have people say, well, so-and-so went on vacation or whatever. I'll never get to go on vacation. How do they get to go on vacation? What is their secret? You know, all this, you know, we'll look at other people and we'll try to decide and, um, and, but maybe going on vacation or that, you know, is not really what someone wants. So when I bring him to, well, let's think about what you want then we can slow that process down and connect to how do you want to define success, which even, you know, it shows up in your um, internal dialogue, how you want to define um, how you want to talk to yourself about it. Um, when I do these money talk makeover workshops, um, I'm about to do one that's going to be more like on your internal dialogue, but then we might talk about aging parents. We might talk about couples talking to each other, partner, business partners. That's another big one. Um, but I think, um, spoiler alert, I'm going to tell you to start with how you talk to yourself, because that is so key. So instead of saying to yourself, um, oh, I wish I could go see the movie, but I can't afford it. Try saying to yourself, I wish I could go to the movie, but there's other things I want to put my resources into right now. And just, you know, we, we just practice saying it differently to yourself. Then see how that feels. See if you feel a little more empowered. That's usually what people will say is, I feel a little more empowered when I say it that way. I feel more like, 
okay, I get to make the decision instead of like the can't go to the movies is happening to me or whatever they might be working with. So that internal dialogue is really powerful. That is a, a super powerful shift that that is available. It's a, a great reframe. Um, as I can certainly see how one would feel, and I'm sure that I've felt these, I'm, I'm sure that I've felt this way um, mm -hmm. in the past, that things are happening to me and, you know, woes is me and why does this stuff keep mm -hmm. happening to me? And making that shift to, I do have agency, I do have control, and I get to choose how to allocate my most valuable resources. And money is certainly one of those things. And so instead mm -hmm. of saying, you know, geez, I'm, I wish I could do that because everybody else seems to be able to do that. Well, you have no idea what's going on with those people. And it's more prudent to be focused on the things that you have agency and control over. And that shift mm -hmm. will help you to feel probably better. Yeah. Yeah, it often does. Yeah, it often helps you feel like you have... Um, some traction, momentum, those kind of words in your money life. And these things are best probably, I was just, what flashed into my head was kind of Dave Ramsey's little baby steps that I can't all of a sudden mm. go from in debt to debt free and super happy. It's going to take doing. And a lot of that is internal conversations with myself, but then also mm -hmm. it's external breaking of bad habits and the creation of good ones and understanding that I get to choose how to allocate my resources and make decisions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I frame it as shifting from perfection to learning, mm -hmm. you know, like, oh, that didn't go like I wanted it to go. How could it go differently? Um, and that's both asking yourself or who could I ask, you know, what what resource can I find to help me with that? And then um, when you begin to identify what you are ready to change, um, what you feel like is okay to change, then you can look at that and try it. And then again, maybe it doesn't go well. Um, and then you try it a different way, you know, sort of that learning process and taking away from the situation, what you can learn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I think that that's a great shift. Well, Wendy, we are ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for us? Mm. You know, I'm gonna say, let's look for places to flip the script. So if you know, if you're finding yourself um, saying some things, and it can be anything. So let's just listen to what you're saying to yourself about money, such as I can't afford to go to that movie, feel it. And if that doesn't feel really good in your body, take a breath and then flip it. Oh, well, I could go to the movie if I wanted to, you know, kind of like, just open that up just that that one flip, and then begin to see how that feels can begin to make a real difference. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets, come on. I mean, thanks. Thank, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, financialtherapysolutions.com is the website, um, social media, financial therapy solutions, and um, all of those places. One of the best places is to sign up for my email list because that's where I announce workshops and um, what podcasts I've been on, what blogs, things like that. Because on podcasts, I do try to give some action actionable tips. Like I'm hoping people, you know, can take away some things from what we talked about today that makes a real difference in how they feel um, energetically around money. And um, so those are so the resources. Mm -hmm. Love it.
Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show into your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to financialtherapysolutions.com and check out all the great resources. Um, check out one of her upcoming workshops that she talked about a little bit earlier and then get on her email list and get notified of all things Wendy and Financial Therapy Solutions. Thanks again, Wendy. Thank you, George. And finally, a friendly reminder, there's never going to be anybody more interested in your financial success than you are. So act accordingly.